This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. If you're a night owl looking for a great job, Walmart is hiring overnight shift workers. Pay starts at $14.50 to $15.50 per hour, and you'll earn great benefits, including 6% 401k match, $1 a day college, time off when you need it, and discounts and savings. Other opportunities are also available with varying pay rates for daytime shifts. Text 240 to 240 to apply with Walmart today. Again, all you have to do is text 240 to the number 240 to apply. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD or CBD distillate tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors, uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create a Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. On this week's episode of Headlock Talk, we talk about all sorts of crazy nonsense like Brock Lesnar entering number one so I can really upset Steven. We also talk about When Worlds Collide, uh, the Time Splitters reunion, and so much more. So stick around. This is going to be fun. And welcome back to another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt. And as always, sitting right across from me here, look at his beautiful face. Just look at him. Oh, look. He's so majestic. Mm. He is the one and the only Mr. Stephen Crudy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How's it going today, man? It's going good. It's going good. Good, good, good. Well, I'm glad to hear it, man. Yeah, we we finally got past this whole uh, Wrestle Kingdom hangover. (sighs) <laughs> yeah. it, uh, so so I guess uh, just a quick note here for everybody out there. If you went back and listened to last week's episode, Champ Champ. Champ Champ. Yep, Champ Champ. Yeah, champ Champ. Uh, uh, if Steven and I sounded bored or underwhelmed at all, it's because we probably had a collective maybe 10 hours worth of sleep that weekend. Yes. And it was uh, it was rough. Yeah. No, I was running off, uh, running off a Red Bull. Yes. 
just just barely squeaking by. Yeah. Uh, but it was a lovely pair of shows, and yes. I I can't recommend them enough. Um, I mean, you get you've got like four match of the year contenders. Uh, oh yeah, between yeah. those two nights alone. So, I mean, it's only January, so <laughs> it's crazy, man. Just don't take our tone for. Uh, or what we thought of the show. Yeah, exactly. It's not accurate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening back to it. I was like, why do I sound so upset? Yeah. <laughs> Just take this tone, how yeah. happy we are and how full of life. Yeah. And put that tone onto last week's episode. And, and that accurately shows how much we like the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wrestle Kingdom 14. Definitely recommend it. Yes. I mean, uh, that Ibushi Okada match. My goodness. Oh, yeah. My goodness. Oh, yeah. What a show. Um. Uh, speaking of which, and, and this will kind of segue into our, our first little segment here. Um, so after the show, you know, everybody's talking about their their thoughts and their reflections of the show and everybody else. Um, obviously, you know, uh, wrestling journalist uh, extraordinaire uh, Dave Meltzer, who's been around forever and ever and ever. Yes, he he really loves New Japan. Did did you know that, Stephen? He loves New Japan a lot. I did. I, th- I think yeah. I think it's man's a fan of bumps. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a it's a common uh, common knowledge thing out there. Yeah. Um, so he reported, and I cannot attest to the accuracy of this. Uh, you know, it's kind of one of those what if kind of things. Uh, but the rumor is that uh, had Kenny Omega stayed in New Japan after Wrestle Kingdom 13 last year, and he, you know, did the whole uh, year long kind of uh, being the champion kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, he would have eventually, Kenny Omega would have defended the title against Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, not Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, WrestleMania weekend, rather, at that Ring of Honor Supercard. Right. Kenny would have retained. And then at Wrestle Kingdom 14, we would have had Okada, who would have won the Intercontinental Championship by then, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. He would face Naito on night one, and Ibushi would face uh, Omega mm-hmm. also on night one, which would have been a banging match. Oh, that yeah. would have been the like the most extraordinary main event ever. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, and so he projected that it would have been Naito still beating Okada, and then he would have faced Kenny on night two mm. to unify the titles. I see. So, uh, and I guess I guess that means by that same property, we probably would have had Ibushi versus Okada. Mm-hmm. Also on night two, which would have been just again mind-boggling. Oh yeah. So Stephen, I guess, what what do you make of that? Do you do you do you have any, do you feel any credence uh, credence to that? Do you feel like it would have been better had that been it? I mean, there's a lot of what ifs here, but I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of what ifs. Uh, I mean, I will say just right off the bat that feels bigger. I will say, mm. uh, j- just having Omega. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> j- just having Omega in that picture definitely makes that that whole thing seem a little bit more important. Yes. Um, it, it's kind of interesting because they they put Jay White into the mix. Uh, mm. j- just because. I mean, I don't want to say just because, but no, but just because uh, Omega left, <laughs> you know, right? And, and they had to fill that slot. But then it's interesting that they still would have had Naito go over. Right. So, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It it seems like it, it seems like because Omega left, they still wanted to have that story 
but they wanted to do it in a way that didn't seem like, oh, Omega Love, just slide Jay White in there. You know, they did right. they did change it up a little bit, uh, and I think it definitely was for the better. But I, I will say, man, if Omega was in that picture, that that would be crazy. Yes, yeah. I, I absolutely agree, and I and I feel like um, I feel like the Jay White move is still a good move because yeah. one could argue that he's clearly the better heel than Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and you would have to wonder with all four of them. Yes, it does <laughs> feel bigger. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> um, at the same time, it's like, uh, well, I mean, there's no clear, distinct like baby face or heel in this kind of scenario. This is just like a like an all-star super, you know, tournament, basically. Mini tournament yeah. between the four I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah, there's nothing wrong you with know. that, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I guess what you're saying, though. Yeah, I guess you could continue to make Kenny more heelish over the course of a year. Who knows truly what would have happened mm-hmm. over the course of a year if Kenny had stayed in uh, New Japan as opposed to uh, going to AEW. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, and I think we touched on this a little bit last week too but i just want to kind of get your continued thoughts on this here mm-hmm. i mean how with with naito being the double champ now and and obviously he's going to this feud with kenta i mean how long does naito last with his known injuries with his knees uh i mean you know who who does he drop the belts to really yeah yeah i mean that it's definitely interesting um it, it seems like they're kind of just gonna push naito until he absolutely can't anymore mm. you know we mentioned this uh last week where he should have taken a break after g1 yeah uh, but didn't right and uh so that kind of makes me think that they're just gonna they're just gonna try to milk it you know for for almost as long as they can whether that's Oh, I mean, whether that's the smart decision or, or the healthy decision for Naito, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but it's very clear that obviously he's going to be feuding with Kenta uh, for at least the foreseeable future. Um, now, whether he drops them to Kenta or or drops one of them to Kenta, I'm mm. really not sure. Mm. I don't I don't know if they would, uh, you know, pull the plug on uh, on Naito so quickly, mm. you know. I don't think they would either. I, th- I think you're absolutely spot on with he's going to ride it until the wheels fall off, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see Jay White probably being more likely the person to take the titles off of him as opposed to Kenta. So you'd say both titles, too. Both titles, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it would be very WWE of them if you had Naito defend the titles what, one each. In the right. course of an evening against two different opponents, and there's nothing wrong with that. You right. could do that, um, you know. And I think if there's if there's any company that could pull it off correctly, it probably would be New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I I just don't know. Um, yeah, I just think mm-hmm. the whole um, obviously it's a nice story. You know, it, yeah. it's a great story. It was a great journey to where we are now. Yes. Um, however, I don't think the whole champ champ dynamic really. Uh, I, I think it loses a lot of steam very yes. quickly. Mm-hmm. So uh, unless they're going to unify the titles, which they shouldn't, I, I don't think those titles should be unified. Mm-hmm. But that's really the only way that you can keep this this storyline going in like how it is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way you can keep that going is by unifying the titles. Um, that's just my opinion. I, I think the whole champ champ thing loses steam very quickly, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I I mean, I I love Naito obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't want to see one person hold two titles for for very long just because it it stagnates very quickly. Ah, uh, well, fair enough, fair enough. 
Well, I, I'm glad that we got to clear a, a lot of those uh, gray areas up from last week because I know we we talked about the matches and how mm-hmm. we felt and yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, you know this this definitely puts a nice little boop, oh, a little yeah. stamp, bloop, yeah, right. Well, I mean, there. our our uh, show last last week, you know, we talked very heavily about the show itself and, and the matches itself and, and all of that. So it's nice to come back and talk about some implications and what, what's going to be going on in the future. Absolutely. Speaking of implications here, Stephen. Oh, snap. I know your favorite bit of news this week is Brock Lesnar announcing that he will be entering the Royal Rumble at number one. Mm. The title is... N- n- now, let me clear this up. Because I know there's a lot of people out there online being like, oh, the title's on the line. The title has not been announced that it's on the line. Right. Okay, so let's 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 take a step back. Which they really shouldn't either. No. Like, they absolutely shouldn't. Let's no. make the Royal Rumble even more confusing and pointless. Well, they did this with, uh, with Roman Reigns just a few years ago, right? And the problem was is, you know, uh, well, the story that they wanted to tell was Roman would lose the title and it, the winner was Triple H because of the whole, like, you know, we're the authority kind of thing, and Roman of Reigns was fighting against the authority, and that led to one of the most universally passed matches. Um, <laughs> Riveting. Yeah, between Triple H and, and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 32? Mm. 32, mm-hmm. yes. Um, yeah, so... There's that. Woohoo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, Brock Lesnar. Uh, he is the the beast. He is the, you know, Mr. Suplex City. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Beast Milk. Mr. Beast Milk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The proprietor of Beast Milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good good for post workout. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just I Don't just... don't Google Beast Milk, ladies and no. gentlemen. <laughs> No. <laughs> we're, we're, this is just an inside joke between Steven and I. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, this news is dumb. I, like, I I don't know, man. I, I guess it works for I guess it works for a lot of people because they're still doing it. But uh, mm. Brock does absolutely nothing for me. Mm. And uh, cool. I, I wasn't very excited for Royal Rumble this year, and now I'm even less excited. So... <laughs> Good job, WDB. You did it. Well, well, let me let me let me further compound this here for you, Stephen. Could Brock Lesnar? Well, you know what? I've got a better way of doing this. Mm. What's that? Mm. Let's play. What are the odds? Boy, yes, yes, yes. What are the odds? Our our, our favorite ratings game where we trade percentages off and you know try and figure out ah yes if you're gonna bet money or whatever don't 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 bet money yeah but (laughs) you know if you had to place bets this is what headlock talks official bottom line is here we are not vegas you know so don't take this too seriously uh (laughs) but yes what are the odds steven that brock lesnar goes all the way what if he goes he goes from number one and, and wins the whole rumble The sadness on Steven's face yeah. is just immeasurable, ladies I mean, and gentlemen. <clears throat> so are we going by what I think will happen or what I want to happen? I mean, just go go for what you feel, man. Okay. You know? uh, it's going to be a, a high percentage, I think. Somewhere, somewhere in the... Really? Somewhere in the 60 to 70% range. Really? <sighs> Dude, Vince loves himself some Brock. He loves himself some Brock. And Royal Rumble is normally... 
used as a way to set up whoever's going to face Brock. But now Brock's in it, so yeah, of course he's going to win. That would be an interesting kink in the in the whole. What what if know, it's uh, Brock Lesnar versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 36? <laughs> Brock's just fighting himself mm-hmm. in the middle of the ring. Yeah, that would be a spectacle to behold. <laughs> I think that would be the most interesting thing that they've done in WrestleMania in a long time. Holy crap! That's the best Brock Lesnar match I've ever seen. He like he like goes for a German suplex and like he wraps himself around like thin air, but then he like takes two steps in front and then he like like bumps on his back. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Um, I wouldn't put it past him. No. Um, I would say the odds of Brock entering number one and actually um, actually going all the way, I'm going to put that at about 15%. 15? 15. 15. Wow. Because um, I don't want to take away the possibility of it happening at all, right? Yeah. Right? Because, uh, like you said... You know, it's Brock Lesnar, yeah. right? You you can't put anything past it when Brock Lesnar gets involved. And true. Paul Heyman says Brock is going to win the whole thing, and you know that's not a whatever. It's a spoiler, right? Right. right. He says it's a spoiler that Brock is going to go all the way and win the Royal Rumble. Now, now that does make me think that he's not going to win. But w- well, Paul Heyman though, when he's said this in the past, he's hardly ever broken this promise. So, um, ah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, will, I do give it the benefit of the doubt here. Now, the reason why I'm only giving it such low odds is this could obviously help elevate so many people. And True. truly, this should be a mechanism. Whether the whether such a person who beats Brock Lesnar or throws him over the top rope, whether, whether this is a mechanism for that person to then feud with Brock, at the at the Royal Rumble, regardless of whether they win or lose, right? Um, uh, I I think that that's what the case is here. I think they're going to get somebody who will uh, get a huge push out of eliminating Brock from the Royal Rumble, and that said person will feud with Brock all the way up until WrestleMania, and they'll have their big blow off match there. So conceivably, whoever eliminates Brock Lesnar would need to win the Royal Rumble as well, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, not. Mm-hmm. I take that back. Hmm. Not necessarily, because <coughs> oh, bless you, because uh, they. For me, the odds-on favorite seems to be Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why we play this game. So, Stephen, what are the odds Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble? Man, I don't know. With, see, with Roman, it's always tricky because, like, you, <laughs> he's one of those guys where they'll just push him very heavily out of nowhere. Mm. And then, but then they'll also just kind of make him take a step back, also. Mm-hmm. And it's very like it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think with Roman, if what they really are trying to push is, is him versus Brock at WrestleMania, I, I think I think Roman Reigns is probably the best choice, um, mm-hmm. just based on where I think WWE is going, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'll, I'll probably put that right around 50, 50%. Right, right around 50%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say sixty. Sixty percent is where I have Roman at. I still have him as a as a pretty decent favorite, and I'm not trying to scapegoat the subject here or skate around it or whatever, right? But 
there is a very obvious pattern where one year a Raw person wins the Royal Rumble, the next mm. year a SmackDown person wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they say that I mean, with NXT possibly being introduced, maybe an NXT person should win the Royal Rumble. I don't know, um, but I mean, I I think that Roman is being set up very clearly to have a match with Bray Wyatt. Hmm. I think that's the plan. I think that's been the plan for a while now. Um, but who knows? I mean, I, I could always be wrong. Yeah. Right? What do you think about that match? Roman versus The Fiend? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think it tells a very good story about Roman's comeback that he's been undergoing all this year. Yeah. I, I really have no complaints about it, to be perfectly honest with you. Right on. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. Just curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did bring up the fact that there could be an NXT winner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Steven, what are the odds? And I think there's one person I have in mind that could have a, a pretty decent match with Brock Lesnar from NXT. Okay. Okay, so what are the odds Matt Riddle wins the Royal Rumble? Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Because Riddle's been calling out Brock for a long time now. He wants to retire Brock at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I feel like that's not necessarily something that they're trying to push in the forefront it, like Matt Riddle's whole thing with Brock Lesnar that that almost seems like a like a side story almost yeah. to me um I, I would love to see Riddle win it 100% and I do think he would have a good match with Lesnar I mean as good a match as a Brock Lesnar match can be <laughs> um yes but uh, I just don't see it I, I really don't see him winning uh if I had to put it in a number, it's probably somewhere around 10%. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I really don't see him winning, even though that's what I would want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I, I, I'm i right there with you. I think you said something very clear there, and, and something that re- really resonates is, is that, yes, this is a thing going on in the, in the background, mm-hmm. right? Matt Riddle's quest to retire Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And, yes, this would be quite the stage to do it on, of course. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, even though I'm a huge fan of uh, Matt Riddle, uh, I'm I am certainly part of the Stallion Battalion, if you will. <laughs> um, I, I would put this in the, about the five percent range. Yes, uh, Stephen is wearing the original bro shirt, yes, uh, <laughs> but yes, I would put this in about the five percent range. Um, yeah. I it's a it is a brilliant concept, and I would love to see it put into play. Uh, but I think this is a little bit too soon and a little bit too little build. Uh, if yeah. if Matt Riddle starts cutting promos next week on NXT after him and Pete Dunne, which is an interesting tag team, mm-hmm. if they win a match, if they win their match in the Dusty Road Classic next week, and he starts cutting a promo on Brock, and it starts you know kind of going continuously, then yeah, yeah. I mean, I could definitely I mean, see that, especially especially if they start building it right now, mm-hmm. just with. Like you said, it just has too little build. You know the the NXT fans mm-hmm. they know they know about it and mm-hmm. they know about Matt Riddle's want to to retire Brock Lesnar. But mm-hmm. um, you know the the more casual fan uh, that maybe watches more of the uh, the Raw and SmackDown side, not so much NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, the the more casual fan probably just doesn't even know what the hell we're talking about right now. Probably not at all. You know, probably not. But if you are a casual fan out there and you're listening to Headlock Talk definitely check out some Matt Riddle. Yes. Definitely recommend that. He's great. Yeah. And while you're at it, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts here for Headlock Talk. We, and leave a rating. And leave a rating and review. Mm-hmm. We would greatly appreciate it. It's the best way to support Headlock Talk. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, let's talk about two guys who could really use, I guess, the Royal Rumble to elevate themselves further in their careers. Uh, so, first off, Stephen, what are the odds Aleister Black wins the Royal Rumble? Oh, man. So, I personally would love to see either Aleister Black or Daniel Bryan hmm. win the the Royal Rumble. I, I think it would do wonders for their character, and I, I really like the whole thing that Daniel Bryan's doing right now, coming back, uh, you know, bringing his old character back and everything like that. Um, Aleister Black, unfortunately, is going to be right around, uh, I think, the same as Matt Riddle. I, I do not see an NXT guy winning right now. Um, it's just not what's being built towards you know so i'm gonna put alistair black right in that like 10 percent category it, it would be really cool to see and i do think that they would uh let me rephrase that they have the ability to build it very very well um mm. but i don't see it mm. uh, for for alistair black for alistair black yeah. yeah do you have a do you have a percentage here? yeah 10 percent. 10 okay mm-hmm. okay i i do say it is probably a little bit better. I, I'm I'm gonna say maybe, yeah, maybe fifteen percent that yeah. Alistair Black wins it, because that would be an extraordinary push for Alistair, right? Definitely, it yeah. would be it it would be something that would, um, whether it be him eliminating Brock or whether it be him winning the Royal Rumble, um, I think that would do wonders for his career, but it also kind of like with Matt Riddle, mm-hmm. feels a little bit too early. For sure, yeah. Unless uh, they just want to, you know, mm-hmm. shoot him to the moon. But I, I really don't see that. True, true. Um, here's somebody that... Oh, I, I do mm-hmm. want to just say real quick, I said Aleister Black's an NXT guy. Yeah. And I realize he's not an NXT he's anymore. Former NXT. Uh, former yeah. NXT. But I feel like, uh, you know, him and Ricochet, they still have that... that uh, for lack of a better word, that chip on their shoulder, you know, that, that mm. still uh, puts them in that category. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yes, he is main roster, but I just wanted to clarify that. Well, they, I think slowly but surely, and I think Rick, Ricochet may be falling off this wagon, but I think slowly but surely they're trying to build Raw around Ricochet, Aleister Black, mm-hmm. uh, probably Buddy Murphy, Andrade's probably in there as yeah. well. So they're, they're, they're building them as a, like this young core um, a, a, around Raw. There's probably some other people in there too, but that seems to be the, the the young core of Raw, and then you've got like, you know, the the stars, like you know your Seth Rollins, your AJ Styles, your yeah. you know Drew um, McIntyre, Drew McIntyre's, you know, Kevin Owens is actually you know he he's actually a pretty big star for Raw. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say so. Samoa Joe's starting to make a bit of a resurgence as well, so that's mm-hmm. good for him. Um. Let's talk. Let's talk about somebody who's also in that realm here, Stephen. But somebody who might have maybe a bit more credibility in winning the Royal Rumble, perhaps than than the last two names that we've listed off here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Mm. Drew McIntyre mm. seems to be picking up quite a bit of steam, and he he kind of had mm. almost a baby face kind of yeah. thing uh, going on on Raw this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Stephen. Uh, Drew McIntyre seems like a very appealing pick to me. Yeah, so um, I'm about to eat my words here a little bit. Um, I I haven't been very shy about uh, saying how much I don't like Drew McIntyre. Oh, okay. Um, not a very big fan. Just really not like uh, he's not for me. You know, um, I'm coming around. Yeah, I- I'm coming around. Yeah, uh, he's still not my favorite. 
Um, but he's got a little something now for mm-hmm. me. And uh, I-, I think what they're doing with him is, uh, is do- doing him a lot of justice, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would personally love to see that be- just because it's, it's something different. I, I don't want to see Roman. Like, I- I'm sorry. I don't want to see Roman versus Brock. Uh, it won't be Roman versus Brock necessarily. It'd probably be Roman versus Bray if Roman wins. Right, right. Oh, but, okay, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, here. It, I, I need something different, you know. Yes. And uh, I would love to see Alistair Black or Daniel Bryan win, but I don't see either of those happening. So if you want to give me something that's different but still kind of in line with what WWE does, I think Drew mm. McIntyre would be a solid, solid choice for that. Mm. Um, I'm gonna put him right around like the. Uh, Right around like the forty percent mark, just a little bit under Roman Reigns. Um, mm. I, I would love to see it, and I I can see them doing it as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's another one of those things. Um, and I'm in complete agreement with you uh, here with with Drew McIntyre. It w- would be certainly something different. It would mm-hmm. be something that's uh, worth doing. I think for sure. Um, Especially with mm. with all this love he's getting recently, I mean that's a that's a great way to keep that going. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people liked him for it last year, but I think even more so this year. I think there's just something in the air that tells me that this could be a Drew McIntyre kind of year. Yeah. Um. Now, with that said, I mean obviously the the whole Roman Reigns kind of thing that's interesting. Again, the, the the person who eliminates Brock, they don't necessarily have to win, but that, that does tip off to me that they could be the one that actually faces Brock. It just seems um, like a like a like a wasted opportunity if the person who eliminates Brock doesn't win. Uh just mm-hmm. because Brock's you know, he's held up to this crazy high, you know, standard that he, he is the one to beat, you know. And so if you were gonna have someone eliminate him but then not win Yes. I, just, I don't know. It yeah. kind of doesn't make much sense. It to me. It, it wouldn't. But I, I mean, I'm 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 here with you here, Stephen. I, yeah. I think that that Drew McIntyre. I'm actually going to give you. I'm going to give Drew a little bit more. I'm going to say 65. percent Oh I th- wow! Think a little bit better than Roman. Um, you do. You definitely need to pick up the pace on him a lot more in the next coming weeks here to, yeah. to really seal the deal on on him being a, a legit threat in the Royal Rumble. Um, well, you know how WWE likes their week-long builds. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Daniel Bryan, I think you also made note of him. Um, now, he does have a match with Bray Wyatt for the title at the Royal Rumble. They're going to do it again. Um, but if he doesn't win, I, I could certainly see him coming in and, and you know possibly having a last-minute entry into the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I think that would... Daniel Bryan's never won the Royal Rumble. So as a quick aside, you know that might be another name to look out for. I think you, you like you had brought up earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Daniel Bryan. I mean that that's that's an interesting pick there. Um, one more name, mm-hmm. one more name here, Stephen. Um, you know uh, how internet rumors go and stuff like this here. Uh, there's a little internet rumor going around that a certain somebody has finally been cleared for competition once again. And that he might be a surprise entrant to the Royal Rumble. Uh, this would be Edge. They're, mm. they're saying that Edge mm. has been finally cleared for in-ring return, and that he would be uh, possibly coming back to the Royal Rumble. Now, where this rumor is coming from, I mean, Edge is certainly not that I've seen given any credence or validation to being cleared. Um, then again, tight-liftedness 
that could speak volumes as well. So I really yeah. don't know. I don't I don't know what to make of this here. That's kind of interesting to me. Like, um, I'd I'd like to know where that rumor is coming from. Just because hmm. uh, the 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 one question that comes into my head when I hear that is, what changed? Right. Because, because I, I oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's, uh. I've always heard with uh, with Edge and his injury uh, that made him retire that he's technically like a hundred percent healed up from that injury. Now that doesn't mean that he's back to normal. You know, like with a, with a lot of those career ending injuries, you can be quote unquote one hundred percent healed, but you know it you're still at risk of, of injuring it again at a higher rate because of the previous injury, right? Right. And so that just kind of makes me think, like, what changed? Well, you know, does he yeah. have, like, a robotic spine now? Like, <laughs> like that doesn't really doesn't make much sense to me. <laughs> Exoskeleton yeah. Edge. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, well, and here's the other thing, too, is that Edge himself, and maybe this, this is going back a couple of years, I think, but Edge himself has said, I, look, I'm never coming back. Like... You know, uh, the injury that I have, and the, I think a lot of this also sparked maybe sometime around Daniel Bryan's return. People are like, well, maybe Edge can return. Well, I mean, and Edge seemed pretty adamant a couple of years ago. Look, there's no room for me to return. Like, you know, this is, you know, this is an injury that, you know, I'm going to carry with the rest of my life, right? And like you said, if something changed and they're like, well, you're clear. Like you can, you can do this again. Would he even want to run that risk, right? Would right. he even want to want to put himself at the risk of, um, you know, possibly? Uh, I mean, I hate to think of the worst for him, but you know, I mean that those are very real possibilities considering the injury that he had, right? Right. Um, so, I mean. Not to discourage your poo-poo, the rumor, or whatever. Anything can happen. This is pro wrestling. It's true. You know. True. Uh, but I'm going to put that at a 1% here. 1% on edge. Yeah, I mean, I'm 0, 1%, somewhere around there. <laughs> I mean, he, he might make an appearance, for huh. sure. I mean, we see, we've we seen him make appearances in the past. Um, I I guess I could see him come out and maybe, like, spear the winner. Um, but other than that, like, I, I, I would say don't hold your breath for, for a a straight up like singles match with edge. Like I don't, I don't expect that. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the CM Punk, uh, that one might be a little bit more credible, but at the same time, I, I would also put that in maybe the one to 2% range. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's move away from WWE for just a brief moment here, Steven. Okay. I think we've had our fill here of what are the odds? Boy. Yes. <laughs> um, AEW, mm-hmm. um, interesting week. Interesting week for them. Yeah. They, they had um, they had one really, really, really good segment, mm-hmm. right, with um, with John Moxley and the Inner Circle, right. Um, you know, so at, at, you know, we're a fair and biased, uh, fair and unbiased podcast, rather. Um, <laughs> I know that you really love AEW. I, I do. I enjoy me some AEW as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Moxley inner circle segment I thought was really really good. Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he he's joining the inner circle. He you know he he said let's break open a little bit of the bobbly. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and then they they partied a little bit, and you know, I, I think um, what, what what's interesting here is um, it had shades of um, 
it had it definitely had shades of Stone Cold Steve Austin. In oh it. yeah, you know, I mean the where he's like, oh, um, you know, I'm I'm buddying up with you, and hey, it's gonna be great, and then he turns. Yeah, right. Yeah. And Moxley did in a very <laughs> in a very fun way um, that uh, when done right, yes, Moxley is. Um, He's definitely not Dean Ambrose. Right? right, right. Dean Ambrose is like, I'm a wild and crazy guy. Right? Yeah. Moxie's <laughs> like, I'm going to murder you. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, eat you. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, he he kind of, like, turned on a dime and was like, look, you know, listen, I, I'm just kidding. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to join your I stupid group. I would never group. join you. This is a stupid group. Yeah, the, yeah, this is a stupid group. And like all I want is that, and he points at the title, and then he then he smashes Jericho in the head with the bubbly. Yes, and uh, you know, uh, swaggers there. Like he does take the car. He does take the car. Uh-huh. He 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 does. He gives him the the Death Rider to to uh, Guevara and to Jericho, and um, you know, <laughs> uh, Jack Hagar, Jake Hagar mm-hmm. is there. He's like, oh no. Yep. Like you beat him up. That's accurate. Yeah, he's, he's like on his knees, crying. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> holding Jericho in his hands. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was brilliant stuff. And Moxley came off looking like a total badass. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a, it was a really great segment. I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, it, it definitely had some shades of Stone Cold to it, uh, which I think is really cool. Moxley's character that that he's been able to build over the last you know year or so. Um, it's just really great. It, I don't know. It just brings a smile to my face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Lovely guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they did bring up the, the new Japan, you know, we, yes. we both won at, you know, new Japan wrestle kingdom, you know, uh, in our matches. Yeah. Moxie was like twice, twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very interesting. Very, mm-hmm. very interesting stuff there from both of them. Um, and then, uh, well, to the beginning, uh-huh. right? More in the beginning, the first hour of AEW, uh, there was just a, I don't know, man, not not a good segment yeah. with uh, this uh, Riho and Chris Statlander match here. Um, so, um, Brandy, Brandy Rhodes, Nightmare Collective, Brandy Rhodes, mm-hmm. she was out there on commentary, and basically, she spent the whole match like on commentary, like bearing the both of them and like kind of uh, giving the one, two to the, uh, the women's division of AEW. And it's Great, like, cause that's what that division needs right now. Yeah. This is, this is just more backlash, right? Um, it's just not, mm, 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 uh, not, not what you want. And then she comes down, she interferes in the match and like, she starts talking to Chris Statlander and Chris Statlander's an alien, so she's not really talking in the same language as Brandy, mm. um, you know, and it's really kind of confusing. And then Doctor Luther, yes, who no one's seen in like thirty years, <laughs> right? Yeah, he crawls from under the ring, and he he is in, indeed the bald fellow in the Nightmare Collective that uh, they were showing in the promos. And he attacks Chris Statlander. And again, you can't really see if the ref's there. And then, like, but the ref can, I guess, clearly tell that there's some sort of interference going on. Um, Riho tries to defend Chris Statlander. 
Um, but then like Kong, Awesome Kong, and Mel get involved in the whole thing. Lots of interference, lots mm-hmm. of weird shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, but the ref is like clearly like he's seeing all this go down. Like they put a camera shot on him, and he can clearly see what you know that they're interfering in the match. He doesn't call for the bell. Mm-hmm. You know, Rio and uh, Chris Tatlander, their match continues, and then. I don't know, like the whole thing just gets really weird afterwards where there's a, a beat down and then like, I don't know, uh, Big Swole comes out as well as Hikaru Shida, they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonny is out there also. Um, you know, they, they kind of push away the Nightmare Collective and then Britt Baker's in the crowd looking smug about the whole thing. Yeah, she decides to sit down instead of like coming to help, I guess. I at, like. Yeah, I mean, so so this is just very strange. I mean, you have a great segment at the end of the show, but then, like, I feel like that first hour was, like, you know, with that Nightmare Collective segment, it was like, I'm going to turn the channel. Like, Yeah, I mean, know, the, like, so that segment gave me two things that are two of the worst things to have during a wrestling show. One, confusion. That's never a good thing. Yeah. Two. Well, confusion to the level of, like, what like yeah I'm, I'm going to change the channel right so you have confusion and you also have shenanigans and the the shenanigans is made worse by the ref being able to see all of this you know all of this interference all of these shenanigans and you know they they did something similar to this uh before whenever uh john moxley and kenny omega were feuding and they had that that uh tag team match with um i think it was a three-way uh or like a triple threat, no, not triple threat. Like three, like, like, three like, man like, tag, like, like a, a six man tag, match. six man tag team match uh, with like young bucks and then some inner circle guys and, uh, and and yeah, you know Moxley came out and attacked Kenny Omega in the middle of the match. the The ref is clearly able to see it. There's no yeah. kind of uh, no DQ rules or, or any kind of stipulation like that. But the ref just kind of decides. Oh yeah, Moxley, you can go beat the crap out of Kenny Omega. And this is kind of similar to that, where there, there's no stipulation of the match saying that this is allowed to go on, yet the ref is still continuously allowing it to go on. And that's one of the things that leads to the the biggest confusion of it, where it's just like, okay, what what is like what's going on here? You know, because mm-hmm. if someone were to come in and interfere in the match and the ref's like, all right, stop the bell, you know, this isn't okay, then at least you have an answer like, oh, they came out here to stop the match because they want to sabotage, blah, blah, blah. But this just doesn't make any sense. It, it it leaves you with the question of why the hell did this even happen? Like, what are y'all trying to achieve here? You know, mm-hmm. and then Awesome Kong like pulls Chris Statlander's legs out from underneath her so that Rio wins the match. And it's like, Okay, why does the Nightmare Collective want Rio to win the match? I, it's just so many confusing questions. Right. I, I mean, I think this is more mind games to try and get Chris Statlander to join or in retaliation for her not joining the Nightmare Collective. Mm-hmm. Like, But but at the same time, it's like... This just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is like WCW, late WCW levels of like, what? Yeah, like what? What are you doing here? So I guess go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. I, I was just gonna say I I mentioned this uh, while we were talking about this off air, and I just wanted to mention it on air as well. Um, we're seeing one of the sides of uh, of predictability, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, w- we complain a lot about WWE being very predictable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this is an example of the exact opposite side of the spectrum where you can't even begin to predict what's going on here with the Nightmare Collective, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you don't want it to be too predictable, but you also don't want it to be not predictable in the slightest. You know, there needs to be some kind of middle ground here or else you get the WWE thing where it's like, oh, I don't want to watch that. It's the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. But then you have AEW with the Nightmare Collective being like, why am I even watching this? Right. You know? Well, and I think this is a... um, uh, I I wanted to talk on on both of these here because this is a, a weird dynamic here where you've got like a very, very good segment at the end and a very... Um, eh segment um in the first hour so i mean last i checked from what cody had said all last year he says AEW is one of those things where we we allow the talent to kind of help craft their storylines and this kind of thing here and and i don't know if like the nightmare collective is simply just brandy's project or what the deal is um i really do feel as though and i'm not saying go full wwe with this but you need to have somebody who can sit with these people and be like, no, this is a dumb idea. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Or praise them. Hey, look, this is a great idea. Definitely go for it. Right. Right. There needs to be somebody who can kind of, I'm not looking for an authority figure, but somebody who can lead a creative direction. For sure. I don't want it to be Vince Russo. It shouldn't be Eric Bischoff. There needs to be somebody, and yeah. may- and maybe we'll talk more about this at a later time. I don't know who that person could possibly be. Maybe we can sit down and chalk up some names here, and mm-hmm. we can talk about it. Maybe get some feedback. But um, yeah, I just I don't know. Like this kind of weird. I'm I don't want to call it schizophrenic because I love mm-hmm. AEW, but this is this is getting kind of strange. Right? Let me let me throw in a name to okay, to that throw in list. A, throw in a name. Matt Hardy. Mm. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy would yeah. be an interesting figure. Yeah. Uh I mean they his contract's gonna be up and uh he's he said that he most likely will not resign. Now whether that means mm. he will resign, you know, a lot of the wrestlers will be like, Oh no, I'm not going to and then yeah. bam, big pop at Royal Rumble or whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it, if that's going to be the case. Um I, I personally don't see Matt Hardy wrestling anymore. Uh he's he's very um He's doing his own thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, his body's just kind of battered now. Yeah. You know, and he's been doing uh, this a long time. Yeah, he has, and, and you don't you don't want to see him, uh, you know, uh, get very heavily injured or whatever. Mm. Uh, but Matt Hardy is very very good at creative and and, mm. and crafting really good storylines. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if uh, AEW wants to go that route, but I think Matt Hardy would be a really good get. That's an interesting suggestion, Stephen. That's yeah. an interesting suggestion. So I'll put it out there to the Headlock Talk universe. Anybody out there listening? You know, if you would like to see Matt Hardy go to AEW and kind of not be an on-screen authority figure by any stretch of the imagination, but somebody who can be like head of creative or mm-hmm. head of talent relations or somebody like that. Right. That can that can uh, I guess steer the show. A producer, perhaps. Right. You know, executive producer, like what Paul Heyman does or what what Bruce Pritchard does. If they, if you know, if you have a suggestion, hit us up, Headlock Talk, you know, uh, Headlock Talk on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Definitely mm-hmm. uh, hit us up with your suggestions for who should be maybe perhaps an executive producer of AEW. Yes, please. Um, 
more so here, Stephen. Uh, got got uh, got something else here. Some more news. Ooh, more news. More news. Uh, again, some online rumors circulating around here. Uh, a um, supposed supposed uh, WrestleMania 36 card was leaked. Mm, mm, yes. Um, now, I mean, I'll, I'll go over the card here, and and it is it is very possible that this could be a fake, right? Because um, CM Punk, he leaked what was supposed to be the WrestleMania 30 run run sheet card um, just a few weeks ago. And, I mean, there's probably a lot of credibility to what CM Punk leaked. Um, this one here, there does seem to be some interesting matches on here, or at least some matches that make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana versus Rusev and uh, Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. In a mixed tag team match, it was one of these here. Uh, there was also a uh, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole for the NXT title. Mm. Interesting. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. I could see that. Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and The Big Show versus Seth Rollins and the Authors of Pain, AOP, in a uh, no DQ match, or what they put here in the card here, a hardcore tag match. Mm. Um, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship and then Brock Lesnar versus Tyson Fury for the WWE Championship these are just some of the proposed matches that are on this run sheet here Steven Mm -hmm. so uh, first off what do you make of this card like if this is legit what do you make of this um definitely doesn't look good uh in my opinion, uh, mm. the the matches are uh, seems like too easy uh, putting them putting them together. I mean, it, it it's just it's too spot on, you know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, WrestleMania always has surprises to it, and uh, I, I feel like this card is just too easy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the credibility of this rumor is or or the credibility of the leak. Um, me personally, I would say this is probably not what they're doing. Um, maybe, you know, maybe some of these matches for sure, but I don't know. It it just seems way too easy for me. And this, this seems like someone who watches WWE on a regular basis was like, nah, here's what the card will be. This looks, this looks good. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I definitely don't disagree with that here. Um, would you, what would you add to this card? If this is real, what would you add to the card to save it? What would I add? Yes. Oh, I've got a few. I've got a few matches written down here, actually. I, I mean, if you'd like, I can share with you. I mean, yeah. I, I would take off the uh, Bobby Lashley match. Does that, <laughs> does that count? Addition by subtraction? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, we'll, we'll scrap that match. Okay. <laughs> Um, let's throw in a hair versus mask match. Andrade puts up his U- United States Championship against Rey Mysterio. Mm. Let's bl- let's blow that thing out the water here. Mm. Rey loses; he has to remove his mask. If Andrade loses, gotta shave his head right there in the middle of the ring. I like it. Um, I've got another one here. I am fantasy booking this out here. Ladies no, this is gents. good. I like it. Um, so, uh, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. To blow off the feud, two out of three falls match. Oh shit, <laughs> dude! Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be super necessary, and that could be like a show stealer. Oh right? yeah, 
Yeah. If they give it the time, though. Yeah. That's that's the thing. You know, you make that match 15 minutes long. I don't want it. Yeah. Well, I mean, a, a 15 to 20 minute long. If it went 20, I think I, I think we would have something here. Yeah. Um. Yes. But, I mean, they, you know they're going to make WrestleMania like eight hours long. Well, it's probably so. going to be like 14 hours long this year. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I've got one more. And, again, I'm just fantasy booking this here. Yeah. Um, they would never, ever do this in a million years. Never, ever. But um, there's always that one in a million shot. So, I mean, I'm going to take the roll of the dice here. CM Punk versus Shawn Michaels. Oh. Well, that's quite the suggestion. <laughs> That would be interesting. Yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah, well, I mean, we'd have to. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be like, well, this is going down. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, no, no it's okay. Um, let's let's. I know the revival are probably, you know, once one one and a half feet out the door, mm-hmm. or 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 rather, three feet out the door. Here, there's two of them. You yeah. see, <laughs> um, so that's what they want you to think. And that's where I'm going with this here, Steven. What if the WWE was like, hey, look, you know, we'll throw you a bone here. Let, let's give you a, like a high-quality exhibition match for WrestleMania. Um, we'll, we'll put the tag titles on you. Okay. And let's, uh, let's do a special exhibition match. We'll do the Revival versus DIY. We'll reunite DIY one night only. Revival versus DIY at WrestleMania. Oh. <laughs> Steven's in shock. I'd be so down. Yeah, yeah. I'd be so down. Uh, that'd be uh, that'd be what I would want. See, because I miss DIY. Really, like, I re- I really do miss DIY. Well, no, like I missed them. Oh, like yes, like that, I, that is right. Yeah, like I I got back into wrestling after DIY had already uh, come and gone. You know, and, and I saw their. Uh, they did have a match on uh, Raw, I believe, where yeah. where uh, they they came back together. That 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 was during their their weird heel phase, right. where they were Johnny was a heel kind of, kind of, um, but he was like the North American champ, and Champa was the he was still the NXT he champ. Was, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, they had that match, and so I got a little bit, like a little taste of DIY. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, if they were to officially come back, that would that would be the bee's knees, right? Just for one night only. Mm-hmm. Um, just put them together there, WrestleMania. You know, T's taking the tag titles to NXT. You know, defending them wherever they go, whatever. It'd be funny. Yeah, I yeah. Think. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's just a little bit of fancy booking on my part. But I guess the bottom line is here, Stephen. Is this card fake? Uh see, it's it's really hard to say. You know, like we're we're not in the the WWE locker room or anything like that, so it's really hard to say definitively if like this is fake. Just gut decision, though. I'm gonna say yeah. The, this match, this card is probably fake. This this does smell like a fake card to mm-hmm. me, right? The more mm-hmm. and more that I've see when when our good buddy Mike Charlip on Twitter at at um. Uh, Mike JC eight two one. When he hit us up and and you know showed us the card here, I was like, um, what? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, well, it could happen. I mean, a lot of these matches do make sense, but and, the and more that's, that's the thing, it makes too much sense. Yes, you know. Yes, and then as uh, as another group of our friends pointed out here, um, the uh, uh, Ringsiders, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at Ringsiders Pod, uh, they pointed out uh, 
very, very um, cleverly here. WWE would never call it a hardcore tag match between Seth Rollins and AOP mm. facing off with Big Show and you know uh, Kevin Owens and uh, the other chap. Why would they Samoa not call Joe? it that? Well, because it's well, it's hardcore. You don't they don't call it a hardcore match anymore. They call it's it no, no DQ, DQ or yeah. Extreme Rules. I see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. That that is actually mm. a good point. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about it either. But they they bring up a very very good point here. Mm-hmm. Um, moving right along, some some rapid fire news here, Stephen. Ra- pew 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 pew. pew, pew. There you go. <laughs> a rapid fighter rundown of some things going on in the wrestling world uh, here. Uh, WWE World's Collide card is coming together quite nicely. Oh, snap. Yeah, it takes place the night before the Royal Rumble. And goodness. This is one of the best uh, This is one of the best cards all year for WWE normally. So, uh, Yes, the World's Collide card. Well, they, they usually have a takeover the night before. Mm-hmm. But this year is something special. Because they're doing NXT versus NXT UK mm-hmm. is the big theme of Worlds Collide. Um, so um, the card so far, <laughs> Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Oh shit! Perhaps uh, actually, no. Yes, it did actually get announced. Yes, I am looking at it right here. So that's official. Right on. Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm for the NXT Women's Championship. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor versus Ilya Dragunov <sighs> in a singles one-on-one match. That's a, that's like a. <laughs> they're playing with my heart. I, I never knew I wanted such a match, and now I really, I'm really looking forward to this. Oh yeah, and then, Stephen, my wish has come true. Oh snap! Remember, if, if you go back a few months worth of Headlock Talk episodes, I know we were trying to figure out what was going to happen at War Games this last year. It didn't happen, mm-hmm. but they're going to give it to me anyway. Undisputed Era versus Imperium. Yes. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. <laughs> yes. Is it all members? All members. Whoa! Four on four. Alexander Wolf, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Barthel, and Walter taking on Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. That is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes, quite, quite. Uh, and I would imagine that um, perhaps they would maybe do the Dusty Rhodes Classic um, maybe they would squeeze in the finals into here. I'm not quite sure. It would It would certainly make a lot of sense. Yeah, to yeah. Me. So, well, I guess we'll wait and see on that one. Finn Balor, Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, so that's that's going to be an insane. That's match. That's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah. Uh, John Morrison made his return to SmackDown after all these years. Yes. Yeah, it looks like he'll be he'll be kind of. Uh, with the Miz a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. they, their former tag team partners, uh, you know, maybe this will lead to, a, as WWE always does, a, a feud perhaps, you know, but, you know, maybe maybe keep them as a tag team for a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This was that very, like, nonchalant. Uh, He's back. Yeah, he was just like, there he is. <laughs> yeah. This was the segment where, uh, God, what's her name? Oh, I can't remember. The, the interviewer? Yeah, what's her name? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. <sighs> <laughs> I think Braxton is her last name. Yeah, Whatever. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think you're right. Like Braxton. Kayla? Or Kayla something? Braxton. That's it might be Kayla. Right. Yeah. This is when she, she went back to the Miz's uh, locker room, you know, kind of 
was trying to get get an interview with the Miz, and and John Morrison came out and was just like, he's he's indisposed. Yeah, he, he's like, ah, I'm here though. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I thought that was a I thought that was kind of a really cool way to bring him back. Mm. Like, I don't know. Part of me wishes that he just like made a huge pop at like some pay per view or something. Mm. But then another part of me is just like. That's kind of cool. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, oh hey, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm here. here. Yeah, uh, look at me. I'm just, I, I'm just here. Yeah, look, I, hey. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, John Morrison. He'll, he'll add, uh, he'll add a lot of uh, charisma and talent to that SmackDown definitely roster. So I, I like that move. Uh, let's do a rundown for what's happening next week. Uh, so tomorrow on Raw, we'll get Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. That's been announced. Sweet. So another match. They're always great when they get in the ring together. They're, yeah, fantastic matches, yep. these two. Hopefully the crowd is actually alive. Oh, uh, no. The, that's the one thing I always worry about with them, that the crowd just is like, where's Roman? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Burn it down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we also have uh, Rusev versus Lashley. They're going to have a match. I'm so excited. <laughs> Match of the year candidate. I know, right? Like, look, you know, we just had, you know, all of this Wrestle Kingdom craziness here. And then and then Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin, they go out and have an amazing match at NXT TakeOver Blackpool. Mm-hmm. And now another Match of the Year candidate. No, no, not Alistair versus Buddy, but rather Rusev versus Lash. Yeah. WWE's like, we can do that too. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to give you two... Big beefy guys squaring off. <laughs> That's a lot of beef. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, sure. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, that's that's cool. Is what it is. Uh, At least we're getting uh, Black Murphy. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. Black Al- Murphy. Black Murphy. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. They need to form a tag team and call it Black Murphy. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Moving swiftly along here. <laughs> Sounds like a punk band from yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Well, you, mm, mm. I, I think you're moved, like, putting like Black Flag and Drop, and drop Kick Dead Mur- Murphys. Drop, yeah. drop Kick Murphys together. <laughs> there you go. That would be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Okay, anyways. Mm. Yeah. Moving along. Uh, <laughs> NXT. Uh, we have uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans. <laughs> It's okay. Try it again. The grizzled young veterans. There you go. <laughs> taking on a reunited time splitters. Yes. Kushida has recruited Alex Shelley to NXT. This is big news, man. Alex Shelley is a veteran. He's been doing this a long, long time. And he and Kushida made an excellent team in New Japan. See, I'm not I'm not very familiar with time splitters, uh, personally. Uh, I think it's a, a little bit before my time. But yes, uh, it, is. it sounds dope. Yes, they're they're an amazing team, and and in such, I would recommend that you watch NXT this week. Steve. Right on. Okay. Yes, you got to watch it. Um, and then we also have. Um, let me see here. I believe it is the yes, the Broser weights. Mm. Matt Riddle and yes. Pete Dunn, the Broserweights, mm-hmm. uh, taking on, uh, I believe it's Mark Andrews and I just had the link. Where'd it go? I don't know, man. Oh no! Where'd you put it? Oh, oh. <laughs> um, let me see here. What, what's 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 that chap's name? That, that young chap. Yeah, you know that that, that guy. Oh, 
Stand by, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's we can see. cut all this if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Uh, let's see here. Pew, 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 I know, pew, I know pew, right? Crazy. Uh, <laughs> yes, Time Splitters versus Grizzled Young Veterans. And then Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn take on Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Ah, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. My bad, guys. My my apologies to everybody out there. I had a, a brain lapse and That's I okay. couldn't remember. I, I wrote down, for some reason, I wrote Grizzled Young Veterans down twice on my notes. And I was like, Urgh. Yeah, Brock Lesnar versus Brock Lesnar. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Bork Lesnar. Breck Lozenge. Breck Lozenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- those will be very, very good tag team matches yeah. next week. Very looking, very much looking forward to next week's episode of NXT. Uh, AEW has Bash at the Beach. Yes. Yes. It's January. Hmm. It's a cold beach. Yeah. <laughs> little, little windy. A little bit chilly. Or Le Champion has like a heated beach because he's like. A millionaire. Yeah, I know, right? He's Who gonna, knows? He's going to get all those solar panels there. Mm-hmm. And he's going to mm-hmm. heat up the beach. Um, let me see here. So yeah, we we've, we'll have uh, at AEW's Bash at the Beach. We're going to have uh, the fallout from the from Moxley turning down the inner circle. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page returns to the ring at sixty three years old to take on uh, you know the M- MJF, the Butcher and the Blade, and he'll be teamed with Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Steven DDP, huh? Steve, yeah, D- Diamond Dallas Page, DDP. Interesting. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do all these crazy yoga spots. It's gonna yeah. be nuts. Yeah. No, I mean I'm I'm curious to see uh, how that goes. I, I like Diamond Dallas Page. I, I do. Especially he's very much a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going back and uh, you know watching the <laughs> series of unfortunate uh, shows that we did, uh, <laughs> one of the only saving graces of every one of those shows. Yeah. Was Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. So we'll see uh, what he's like at 63 years old. He's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. As a kid growing up, he was, he was my favorite, yeah. for sure. Um, Pac versus Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Just throwing this match out there into the universe. Hey, look, I just yeah, Pac versus Darby Allen. Let's do it. It's going to be great. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be something else. Uh, Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander will tag team against Awesome Kong and Mel. That that should actually be really good. It'll it'll be interesting. That sounds good. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Let's see, let's see how we bounce back from last week's episode. See the the best course of action that they could possibly do is to just have a straight up match. Hmm. That that's going to be the best thing for them going forward. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so we'll see how it goes. And then uh, last but not least, a four way number one contenders tag team match here. Uh, the Young Bucks will take on. Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega, uh, who will also be taking on Santana and Ortiz, and also taking on the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent. That's gonna be a great, great match too. Yeah, it's a very solid looking card here. Yeah, very, very, very solid. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for rapid fire news this week here, Stephen. Pew, pew, so pew, yeah, pew, just uh, pew, pew. You know, giving y'all a rundown for the week coming yeah, up. Yeah, no, that should be really good. Mm. There, there's uh, definitely some stuff I'm like, nah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but it seems good. Mm, yes. Um, well, Stephen, 
It, it is that time once again. Oh, snap. We're, we're coming up towards the end of the episode. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, whether this is your first episode of Headlock Talk or if you've been with us since episode one, uh, you know that we normally like to end this episode, all of our episodes, with a special segment, always known as If Wishes Were Fishes. So, 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 again, if this is your first episode of Headlock Talk, welcome. Hello. <laughs> Howdy out there. <laughs> um, if this is, uh, if, like I said, if you've been with us since the beginning or if uh, you've heard this before, uh, if Wishes Were Fishes is a fun little game that we play here at the end of the episode where Stephen and I each take turns making wishes. Yes. And the other grades them. Yes, indeed. In terms of fishes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very fun. It, it is quite fun, Stephen. Uh, I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stephen, do you have some wishes for us this week? I do. Oh, fantastic. I do, yes. Um, so, just came off the Wrestle Kingdom card. Right? Mm. Uh, both shows, really fantastic. Um, but, like we said at the beginning of the show, we're very tired. Yes. Very jaded afterwards. Uh, Maybe not jaded. uh, Very tired. Very tired. Very exhausted. (laughs) And we get a lot of that same thing uh, after WrestleMania, right? (laughs) It's just, it's very long. It's very long. Even for for two diehard wrestling fans. Yes, it's it's a lot of wrestling. it's, It's a lot of wrestling. And I think part of it, too, is the fact that we're getting up so early in the morning to watch all this wrestling. For sure. For sure. Um, but if wishes were fishes, uh, WrestleMania 36 is right around six hours long, maybe seven hours long. It's too long. WrestleMania, yeah, WrestleMania is. I'm sorry, quite long. And I'm not. I'm not trying to. (laughs) That was me dying and falling (laughs) over because of how long WrestleMania is. (laughs) I'm not trying to hate. You know, I, I do enjoy WrestleMania very, very heavily, especially for the the event and the spectacle of it. I I'm not trying to bury WWE, but I am saying when a card like Wrestle Kingdom 14 or two cards like Wrestle Kingdom 14 can make us that tired, imagine what WrestleMania 35 did to us. Yeah, I lived it, <laughs> and and WrestleMania 35 cannot hold a candle to Wrestle Kingdom 14. No. Like at all. So That's a definite no. Even being that tired and that exhausted from Wrestle Kingdom 14 show, think about how we were for Wrestle Kingdom 35 or for WrestleMania 35 and it just it was not good. It was not good. And I really think if that card was literally like 4 hours shorter, it would have been a much better show. So, mm. if wishes were fishes, WrestleMania 36 is a actual digestible amount of wrestling as opposed to just throwing 14 hours of nonsense at you yeah if wishes were fishes if wishes were fishes that's 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 brilliant steven and yes i am in complete agreement with you i mean i would say five to six hours would be the perfect runtime for wrestlemania that way it's gonna be like ah yes i can actually like 
record with Steven now and we can talk about it. Or, you know, I don't have to spend my whole day watching this. Right. You know, I mean, look, I'm just old man. I just, I just want to watch my show and then yeah. get on with life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, yes, I, I think you're, you're spot on here, Steven. You're spot on. And in... You know, in, in saying that here, what I would like to present to you is, in, is of course, four blue spot groupers. Ah, because I'm spot on. Yes. I yes, like yes, it. Yes. I like it. Well, thank you for the fishes. <laughs> well, you're, you're quite welcome, Stephen. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your first wish? Well, uh, since we're having these, like, special attraction matches right now... Mm-hmm. Um, like with uh, the this uh, Worlds Collide card, and you know, I talked about how I really wanted this DIY revival match at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The the Worlds Collide card has that Ilya Dragunov Finn Balor match. Yes, mm, quite tasty. Mm, yes. Quite. Mm, mm. Yes. So, <laughs> if wishes were fishes, uh, let's throw another special attraction match out there. Okay, um, let's have. Hmm. What could we do? What could we do? Oh. Mm. We could do a special attraction match between Tyler Bate and Johnny Gargano. Ooh. Yes. Uh, no, no build, nothing like that. Just have Johnny come out and do a match. And, uh, you know, he's, he calls out Tyler Bate. And Tyler Bate, uh, you know, accepts his challenge. You know, they shake hands and, you know, they agree to have a match. Um, and then, of course, I don't know if, if, if you know, you want to have Jordan Devlin interfere and then, I don't know, that comes out to something else. I, I really don't know how this would go. But I would love to see Tyler Bate and uh, Johnny Gargano have a match just as a special one-on-one attraction just for, for respect. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just out of honor and everything, see who the better man is. Yeah. Yeah, see, my, my favorite thing about that is the simplicity of it. Yes. You know, it, it doesn't have to have this crazy month-long build. You know, it, it's just, hey, you're really great. I'm really great. Let's go have a great match. I mm. I, I really enjoy that just because I, I think I, I – obviously, I really like storylines, and I, I like there to be reasoning uh, for matches. But every now and then, it is nice to just get a match where you're just like, okay, these these guys are both awesome. Let's just have a good match. Yes. You know? Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and give you four uh, yellow tail fishies for that. Ah, ooh, yes. that's very a, vibrant. Quite a nice fish. It attracts attention, mm. much like a Johnny Gargano Tyler Bate match would attract attention. Yes, I agree. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then for my next wish, um, th- there's not a lot to this wish. It, mm. It's a pretty straightforward wish, okay? Okay. Um, but really, all it is is if wishes were fishes, I want some kind of clarity to what Nightmare Collective is or wants. Hmm. Just because I feel like the male or men's side of things in AEW has been going very, very well. Very well. There's been a lot of really great storylines. There's been the feud between Hangman and Pac, which was awesome. The feud between Moxley and Omega, which was awesome. But then, more so on the female side of things, there hasn't been much going on. Hmm. And what has been going on has been very, very confusing, mm. such as this mm-hmm. Nightmare Collective debacle, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love women's wrestling, and I really want to see AEW have a really solid women's division because the wrestlers in the division are very, very, very good. They are. They are very good. But currently, I think this division is getting a disservice handed to them with some of these storylines. So, if wishes were fishes, 
what the hell is the Nightmare Collective? What the hell do they want? Very interesting, Stephen. Yep. Yes, no, uh, I, uh, I I do like that wish. I do like that wish quite a bit, because um, uh, yes, there there is quite a bit of confusion. Um, I do agree that this needs to be clarified quite heavily, mm-hmm. uh, because if not, then um, yes, we're 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 going to be in some trouble. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. Hmm, what kind of fish? What kind of fish deserves? Uh, th- this wish here. Um, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Let's see. I'm gonna give that mm-hmm. three great white sharks. Oh snap! Like some some jaws, great white sharks here. Yeah. Like some massive, some great big whites. boys. Yeah, some big boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because again, uh, if if we do not get such a clarity, right, th- this would be like a jaws level nightmare if you will ah uh, yeah. this guy yeah that's uh, good that's i would good. be in such a panic over the thing yeah um so yes uh I, I think you're yeah <laughs> yeah 100 percent spot on there <laughs> um <laughs> um last but not least uh if wishes were fishes um, hmm. what would I wish for? I don't know. It's your time to shine, man. I know. <laughs> um, yes. If wishes were fishes, um, hmm. David Starr, he he, you know, okay. one of my favorite. I'm with you. One of my favorite wrestlers of 2019. Mm-hmm. He made a bit of a return to uh, uh, Rev Pro uh, Wrestling. Um, you know, just a. Uh, I think it was uh, earlier this week or last mm. week, um, won the SWE championship, uh, which has been around for a little bit there. Um, if Wizards were fishes, uh, w- w- why doesn't maybe David Starr challenge Zack Sabre Jr. for the Rev Pro title? Oh, snap. And why, why doesn't maybe David Starr challenge him for it at maybe, I don't know, let's blow the feud off at New Japan Dominion. Hmm. Yeah, mm. let's have the feud start there, get really, really big, give David Starr a few different challenges, and then, I don't know, New Japan, book him. He's good. Oh, Dave, yeah. David Starr, you know, he's uh, you know, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. Yeah. The cream in your coffee. So, that, Jewish that's, canon. that's very interesting. Yeah, he's really good at Twitter. He is. He is. And he's independent. Yes. So, yes, and that last one is kind of the point I'm going to make here. Ah. Um. Is New Japan too big for him? I don't know. They are independent. They are. They're also very big. They are. They're very big. They do have a better reputation than some of the more Western uh, companies. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I do like that idea. Uh, I, I would love to see David Starr in a New Japan show. I think that'd be really, really awesome. I'm just nothing against the New Japan ring announcers, but can you imagine him forcing the New Japan like ring announcers to give him give like his whole spiel, like you know that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, as he's making his way to the ring and he's like mimicking what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Favorite wrestlers, favorite wrestler. You know, <laughs> that would be really great. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. I'm just kind of I'm wondering if if David Starr would want to do that. I don't know. New Japan might be too big. Davis, that's, that's all I'm saying. David Starr, yeah, or anybody who has connections to David Starr, 
Ask them. Yeah. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Oh, On yeah. behalf of Headlock Talk here, David, if you're listening. I don't know. Book it. J- J- <laughs> Japan's pretty nice. It is. I hear. Yeah. All year long. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr., what, what a what a challenge that would That'd be. That'd be a beautiful match. For the Rev Pro title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who goes over? I don't know. They they both have won the Progress, uh, you know, super strong style. Um I guess uh, Zack Sabre won it in 2018. David Starr won it in 2019. Both are very technical. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It could go either way. That's why you have the match. It is a very interesting match. V- mm. Very interesting. Uh, I'm going to give you three white marlins for that. Ah, yes. Yeah. The coveted white marlin. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is a very interesting wish. There's a lot of different levels to it. Mm. I like it, though. It's yes, good. Yes. I'd good love wish. to see it. Especially with with both men coming up in more more and more prominence, I think it's very nice. Yeah, I think if they were to end up having that match, I think that would obviously David Starr is very talented and well known in certain circles. Yes, uh, but I think him having a New Japan match would really boost his profile. really boost him up. Yeah, yeah, that'd I be like awesome. That. I like that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's been if wishes were fishes. And uh, we do sincerely, obviously, appreciate you for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoy what yes. you heard uh, this week, uh, please make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, be it uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever. Yeah, our link tree is on our Twitter page, at Headlock Talk, so you can hit us up there. You can, you can also just uh, Google us. Just Google. Yeah, mm-hmm. Google very easily. Mm-hmm. You can find all our all of our episodes that way. Um and then, of course, uh, yeah, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. That's the best way to support Headlock Talk. Yes. Uh, so, you know, any feedback or uh, rating review, greatly appreciated. Um, if you are a business and uh, you just love Headlock Talk, you love the sound of Steve and I's voices, you want us to do... I don't blame you. Adver- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love my voice, too. Yeah, it's pretty uh, nice. But, yes, if you would ever love to, uh, you know... Uh, have us do advertising for you, definitely hit us up. HeadlockTalk at gmail.com for business inquiries. Again, that's HeadlockTalk at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So you can check us out there. I leave you with a brief editorial here this week, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a very uh, strange week. Yeah, yeah. You know, we started off with fears of having World War Three. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. It's been craziness. Uh, you know, very strange world events. Um uh, and uh, yeah, a lot a of a lot of, that got shot down. Yeah, lots of tragedies mm-hmm. all around the world. So um, there is indeed, of course, a, a world larger than wrestling out there. Uh, so um, uh, yeah, I, I would, I just, I guess I'll just leave you guys with saying, you know, uh, you know, uh, take a brief moment to reflect, and uh, you know, uh, think of the ones that you love, you know, your family, your friends, you know. Uh, Headlock talk. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously. You don't have to think about headlock talk. (laughs) But yes, uh, those who who do service, obviously, uh, uh, Josh is doing great works in Australia, raising money for the wildfires and, uh, um, you know, all all the the madness that's going on with the the wildfires in Australia. I mean, there's, like I said, obviously larger issues out there than professional wrestling. Yes. Um, also, we, we lost a great music legend this week, uh, Neil Peart of Rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father-in-law is a, a huge Neil Peart fan um, mm-hmm. and uh, a big Rush fan. As am I, I've, I've seen him twice. Nice. Uh, they're uh, they very, very, very good band. They always, e- even in their latter days, they they always gave it a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he probably near Neil Peart probably only rivaled by perhaps 
maybe John Bonham of Led Zeppelin or or Keith Moon's uh, from for Keith Moon from the Who, mm-hmm. uh, probably up there amongst, if not the greatest drummer in, in rock and roll history. Mm-hmm. Uh, very influential musician, uh, very in- influential songwriter and lyricist. Um, definitely spoke to millions and millions of people. Uh, so uh, you know, our condolences out there to uh, to neil peart and his family and uh absolutely uh, his his rush bandmates there yeah i mean 67 mm. is uh I, he's an older dude but that's that's too early St- you know? still a young age for for a guy like that especially for a guy like that yeah i mean i, I grew mm. up listening to rush with my dad mm. and uh yeah it, it was very sad to hear my my dad and i kind of had a, a collective uh you know little little moment uh, mm. together about is it's a uh, very tragic news yeah very heartbreaking news mm-hmm. um so, I guess with that said, um, I don't have a Rush album this week, but but I would like to give you, for album of the week, uh, perhaps an album that uh, Neil Peart himself would appreciate, mm. and that would be Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. Yes. Right. Uh, Miles Davis is Kind of Blue. It was my intro to uh, uh, bl- jazz, really, and, and he, he called it more, Miles Davis himself considered it more of a... Um, uh, a blues take on jazz, right? Um, but uh, it was still uh, very much a jazzy kind of record. It definitely goes through all of the emotions, um, and uh, you know, it, it's it's a very fun album to listen to. Even if you're not a fan of jazz, uh, this would be a very good segue into it. Great drum work, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so again, uh, Neil Peart uh, would have loved listening to this record, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, uh, tracks include "So What," "Freddie Freeloader," "Blue and Green," "All Blues," and "Flamenco Sketches." So mm. uh, that's what we'll be listening to directly after this show, as we uh, just uh, do a little bit of editing work and just some relaxing. We recommend that you do the same. Go ahead and you know check out whether you have it on vinyl. Or whether uh, you would be, uh, you know, just downloading it from uh, wherever you listen to your music. Mm-hmm. Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. That's yes. the album of the week here. Steven, am I missing anything else, sir? I think that's everything, man. Very well said. Very thank, well said. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, we leave you guys with that then. Uh, of course, uh, we are uh, Headlock Talk. Uh, my, I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And as always, across from me. The one and the only, and and of course, very beautiful. Oh, yes, Mr. Stephen Grudy. <laughs> uh, Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you, Stephen, and thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. As always, we wish you guys a wonderful rest of your day. Yes, yes. Thank you again. Later. Bye bye. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home. 
How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com.